Just to say, it's an unexpected honour to be here this morning uh, speaking. Sadly, um, Kate, and who should have been, and John, who should have been uh, taking this part of the service, uh, Kate's grandmother, uh, great grandfather is ill, so I'm sure they would value your prayer. So, um, here I am. <laughs> there it is. Yes. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Kim. Thank you. Well, I thought, what am I going to speak? What shall I speak about? Well, thanks to dear Selwyn Hughes, this was my reading. If you have Bibles, it's Exodus, and it's the story of the manna and the quail. Now, the thing is, this isn't just a talk. This is congregation participation day today. And so I will require members of the congregation to participate as prompted, as feel led. If you are new today, you are exempted. If you are not due today, you are not exempted. Just to let you know. Right, here we go. We've had that desert feeling, haven't we, ourselves this week with all that sunshine and it blazed and we felt hot and it was a bit of a struggle. And, you know, it's very strange, these, this reading in reading through Exodus, do you know, I, I felt some of it. Do you know that story where Moses got really angry with the person who was oppressing his people and killed him. Do you know, that very same day, I was in such a temper. And I thought, gosh, this is me. And it's good, isn't it, when God actually speaks, when you think, oh, I don't, it's not good that I'm like this. <laughs> but on the other hand, God is actually speaking to me about it. So I can confess it and know he's speaking to me. But we're going to do what I would describe as an illustrated Bible reading. And we're just going to, through this chapter, and we're just going to look at certain aspects that will be relevant to us. And so before we start, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we do thank you that you are the Word. And Lord, uh, as we read the Bible we see you. And Lord, as we read this story of the Exodus, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that by your Spirit, you will indeed uh, speak to us. And that you will point out things in our life where perhaps we need to adjust, where we need to, as it were, rest more on you and less on ourselves and how we feel about things. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Right, well, here we go. Exodus 16. Let's start. Oh, uh, there they are. They're going through the... And I, you know, sometimes we think, oh, they're rubbishy lot, those Israelites. Oh, they were terrible. You know, think about it. They've left Egypt behind. They're going, as it were, into the unknown. The people have been in Egypt for 430 years. They're coming out. 
and they're sort of experiences. And very often we say, oh, they were a terrible lot, they were a terrible lot. And they did some terrible things, that's true. But on the other hand, it wasn't easy going across that desert, I don't think. And so let's just think in that sort of way about them and not be quite as condemnatory as sometimes we can be and think perhaps they are a little bit like us at times. So here it is. The whole Israelite community set out from Elim, which is a nice sort of palmy place and watery place, and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they'd come out of Egypt. So they were out of Egypt for a, for a little while. And in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat round, oh lovely, pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Right, let's just go back in the history. <coughs> a month or so before, just a month before, the Israelites had left Egypt, and I want you to join in. Firstly, the thing was, their enemy had been defeated. Hooray! Yay! Very good. They were free! Hooray! We're on our way to the promised land. Yeah. Hooray! That was a month ago. But here they are. Now I have here a rhubarb stick. Now, when this rhubarb stick is waved, when you hear the word grumbled in the reading, I want you, when the rip, I need someone to hold a rhubarb stick up. Oh, there you go. That's all right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, just there will be lovely. Raise it up whenever the word grumble comes out. You might need to sit. Might need to sit down because there's quite a few of them. Right. Very good. So we'll have a little practice. So let's go through that first little bit. Here we go. Right, I'm going to read just. Um, right, here we go. Right, it's verse two. In the desert, the whole community grumbled. You can say rhubarb. You can say as you feel led. But it's got to be of a generally grumbling disposition. Okay, right. Here we go. Very good, very good. So, whenever you hear the word grumbled, here we go. So, let's just look at that little... That... Um, that little passage there. You know, Paul says, you know, grumbling can lead on to serious consequences. We read that in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 10. Uh, when there's a crisis, grumbles abound. When we face difficult situations, we can find ourselves being a bit disgruntled, don't we? There are situations which we're put in, and we think of, I call it the theology of the funny old business. You think, oh, I wasn't expecting this. 
this is a funny old business. I wasn't expecting to face that. Why is this person, why, why am I working with this person? He annoys me intensely. This is a funny old business. <laughs> and so we are, in our lives, we have all this funny old business. And, you know, uh, we can do either two things. We can either say, we can either... Why have you done this to me? Or else we can say, I'm going to face up to this funny old business and trust God that he'll take me through the funny old business and trust him in it. So those are the two alternatives. The funny old business. It's not easy, it's not easy learning to trust, is it? And how are we going to learn to trust unless we face problems, difficulties? How will we learn? Now, the children of Israel, I'm afraid, weren't very good at learning this lesson. <coughs> and, uh, and so, grumbled. You see, there's nothing so comfortable as a good moan. <laughs> Let it all out, we say. Oh, and this, the whole community was grumbling, lovely, against Moses and Aaron. And then they had a little a nostalgic moment. And they thought back, oh, wasn't it lovely in Egypt? Oh, it was lovely. It was lovely, all that lovely pots of meat. And later on in Numbers... Do you know what they were missing? They were missing their leeks, onions, garlic. No, I don't know what their breast felt like, but <laughs> there it was. But they were missing all the flavours and the fish and all these things. And so it is, sometimes when we're facing those difficulties, we look back. And sometimes those old habits, those old perhaps addictions even, are like a comfortable sofa and say, come and have a little cuddle. Come back, come back, come back. Oh, it was so much more safe then. And now here you are, you're on the Christian journey, you're facing difficulties, you're facing problems. Oh, oh my wife forked out. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) So there it was. It's dangerous to look back nostalgically. The fact was that it says earlier that the Egyptians used the Israelites ruthlessly. They were terrible, the slavery. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) It's a terrible thing when slavery becomes attractive. to be enslaved to anything. But God wants us, as Christians, to become freer and freer and freer and freer as we move along. So, there it is. Let's move on. Right, verse 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you, The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, 
and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, in the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling. Very good, yes, against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, You will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning because he has heard your grumbling against him. Very good. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Excellent. Against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. There it is. Now, we were passing along the church and uh, along the road, this Brixton, down the Brixton Hill we were going, and there was this church and it said, welcome to a glory encounter. And I thought of these Israelites and I thought, I wonder if they were looking forward to this glory encounter, having grumbled and grumbled and grumbled. But there it was. And I hope you've had a glory encounter this morning. Good. But there it was. So they've got an encounter with glory. You know, it's a funny thing in churches, but very often... They're not here at the moment, are they, the leaders? (laughs) Well, Ben's here, but (laughs) Phil and Owen, here's an opportunity. (laughs) Let's have a bit of a moan, shall we? (laughs) Come on, come on, come on. (laughs) Right, okay. Right, and so it is, you know, but this was the fact that... uh, We always like to blame someone for something. Blame games nice and easy, that sort of thing. And if they'd have done things a bit differently, everything would be fine and all that sort of thing. The thing was that Aaron... Do you think Aaron said to the people, keep your hair on? Right. (laughs) Okay. You know, the thing was, you know, it's easy to look at the people, but the fact was that they were God's representatives. And therefore, they were, the person they were really arguing against and moaning against was God himself. And so it is that we need to be very careful when we think of people that God has raised up to lead when we moan against them. We can, in fact, be moaning against God himself. There's a right place to say, you know, to the leaders, you know, I'm not sure this is right. And they can listen and they can, and that's all done openly. In Acts chapter 6, you see, people saw people were being neglected. So they went to the leadership and they said, no, this is right. We need to do something about it. That's the right way of doing it but to grumble and moan and 
It's not the way to do it because you can, in fact, be grumbling against God himself. So, <clears throat> while Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked towards the desert and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling. I said there was a lot of it, yeah, of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. Right. Meat in the evening. Right. You know, sometimes we were talking in our uh, community group about how coincidences happen. And the people say, oh, that's a coincidence. And we think, no, I, we think God was behind this. There happened to be two migrations of quail. And one of them happened to be exactly where the Israelites were at the time. And so I want us to be a flock of quail. And so therefore, I would like to join the uh, congregation for this. Come on, get your wings flapping. Here we go. Right, come on. Come on, let's move. Oh, here we are. We're on migration. Here we are. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, come on, come on. Come on, Kim will never get anywhere like this. Come on, come on. Move it, move it, move it. Come on, flap those wings. Come on, come on, come on. There's millions of us here. Oh, 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 oh what's down below? Oh, goodness me. Oh, I'm feeling a bit tired. Oh, look, that looks like a bit of cover down there. There's a few tents I can see. Oh, I think it's time for a bit of a rest. Let's just swoop down. Swoop, 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 swoop. Oh, oh, we're near the ground. Oh, dear, what are all these people about? Oh, goodness me. Oh, oh, ah, 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 ah. There they were. <laughs> Game. Very nice. Very nice. Not so much a hailstorm as a quail storm. There it is. And so it was. That was meat. God had supplied their needs, hadn't he? So that was the meat dealt with. But now something else. What had he said? Bread in the morning? Well, let's read on a little bit, because it says, <clears throat> in the evening, verse 13, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew. Oh, So there was a layer of dew. <clears throat> when the dew was gone, has it gone? Right. There's more here if you want it. <laughs> yes? <laughs> right. 
When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to it, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. And the Israelites, oh, this is good, did what they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, now you might be wondering what an omer is, how much an omer is. Well, the answer's in verse 33. It's one-tenth of an ephah. So <laughs> right. They measured it by the omer. He who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little did not have too little. Each one gathered as much as he needed. So, well... Look at that. Actually, what would you do with it? Well, it seems you can do sort of thing. And this is the community singing part. Okay, now, if you go back, if you go back a few years, there were the Spice Girls. And um, it sort of goes like this. It goes, boil it, bake it, chew it, taste it. What do you think it is? Okay, are you ready? Right, one, two, three, four. Boil it, bake it, chew it, taste it, what do you think it is? Boil it, bake it, chew it, taste it, what do you think it is? Boil it, bake it, chew it, taste it, what do you think it is? Another one? Yes. Well, there it was. What is it? They said, what is it? And that was what it was called. So manna means, what is it? <laughs> so, yes, we can, we can pass a little. Please pass it round. Now, George. Now, the thing of. Yeah, I need that, Georgia. Georgia, I'm a man. I can't multitask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she'd say that's true. Right, what do we read more about this manna? <clears throat> when the sun came up, the manna disappeared. So they had to take each, each amount at a time before the sun came to... Hi! Thank you, Georgia. Fantastic. Right, and that was how it is. God's provision. And don't we like, you know, especially in these days, oh, you have to think about the future. You have to, you know, plan and plan and plan and plan. And there's a point where you can't plan. We don't know. We have to put ourselves in the hands of God, don't we? We have to trust him. We have to trust him that he'll provide our debt. And isn't it interesting that Jesus says... Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. It's all day, day, day. Each day, God's grace. And we'd like to store it up and hoard it and save it for, a, as it were, a, 
a difficult day. But God will supply whatever that difficulty. He says, I'll supply. My grace is sufficient for you. I'll give you the strength to go through it, to go through the difficulties, to go through the problems. I'll give you that strength. I promise to. I promise to take you through. But, you know, there's always some people, aren't there, who just don't quite get it. So Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, this is verse 20, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. So there we are. What have we got here then? Oh, oh dear, it's gone a bit, it's gone a bit, oh look at that maggot, that's a big maggot, there it is, it's, it's gone a bit manky, there's a few interesting creatures in it, and there it was, gone off, it gone off, it was only good. Per morning. And what about this? Now, Georgia, I wonder if you could just put this up about six times. Thank you very much. What are we going to do about the Sabbath then? Well, here we go. <clears throat> Each morning, everyone gathered as much as he needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. Done that bit. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person. Now, omer, it's about four pints, actually, I've discovered. Four pints, okay. There you go. I'd hate you to sort of be wondering about that for the rest. <laughs> I must Google this when I, when I leave about the omers. Yes. He said... And the leaders of the communities came and reported this to Moses. So they collected a double portion. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. So they saved it until morning and Moses commanded it. And it did not stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. Here we go again. Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it, but they found none. There it was. So there it is. There's always some, isn't there? Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath, which is why on the sixth day he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where he is on the seventh day. No one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the people of Israel called the bread manna. What is it? 
It was white like coriander seed, and it tasted like wafers made with honey. And so they took a little bit and put it in a jar, and they kept it as a reminder. So that was the story of the manna and the quails. And um, where should we end this little talk? Well, there's no other place to finish than this. If you have your Bibles, look up John chapter 6. Because this is what it's all about. John chapter 6, verse 32. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. So, where are we going with this one then, we wonder. Verse 35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never be thirsty. Wow. There it is. Now, look at verse 41. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And so we look at verse, verse 58. John 6, verse 58. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your fathers, forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. And so that whole story... Jesus brings to the fact that he is the one who truly satisfies. And sometimes we're told, you know, there's all these celebrity magazines and we look at other people and they think, oh, they're having the time of their lives. They're having a great time. Oh, you know, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. You never miss out if you're following God. You'll never miss out if you're enjoying Jesus. You'll never miss out. He won't let you miss out. And he said, forever. And that's what we're looking forward to. You know, and don't believe the lies that say, oh, you know, it could be so much better. It could be so much better. Come back to the old habits, all the fun we used to have. It wasn't fun at all. It was slavery. In Jesus, you find completeness. You find freedom. And... Uh, that's a thought for me. As I get older, I, I find myself wanting to be very safe. As I get older, it's a, temp, it's a temptation to want to be safe. And yet God wants us to experience more and more freedom. You know, to be ourselves in Jesus. To enjoy ourselves and be what he wants us to be. He is our all-sufficiency, isn't he? Let's close. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We just thank you that um, uh, you, you 
let us learn the story of those Israelites. Oh, help us not to be grumblers and moaners. Help us to be those who, as it were, face the difficulties, to grow on into greater freedom as the children of God. And Lord, I just pray that uh, if we feel restricted or if we feel that things are holding, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you will break those things and we'll enter into the freedom of what it is. And we just thank you that you're going to provide everything that we need as we seek to serve you and enjoy you in this life and eternity to come. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to um, close the um, meeting there, but please stay around for the tea and coffee.